Sports Episode 14 of the Fans Unite Huddle is brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play and everyone can win. My name is James Graham. I'm your host, and I'm a very terrible person. And as always, I'm surrounded by some of the finest minds in social sports data. Uh, to my right, he has ghostwritten records for artists as diverse as Drake, Kenny Rogers, and Celine Dion. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Agdami. What's up? <laughs> and uh, then, uh, of course, as always, if you saw the Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro film, Limitless, he's the man that the film was actually based on. Ladies and gentlemen, the algorithm himself, jumping John Ingleby. Uh, and then in the guest chair, he's one of our Facebook live stalkers. And uh, he is, of course, the goat. And when we say he's the goat, he is the gimpiest of all time. Uh, shouts out to his ACL and possibly his hamstring. Uh, Graham Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, Graham. Now, uh, kicking off with, of course, the biggest thing that has happened this week, the Super Bowl. Gentlemen, a great football game or Man. perhaps the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Certainly the greatest comeback of all time. Overrated. Wow. <laughs> I almost left at halftime. Seriously. I was I, watching with my girlfriend, and she was like, this game's over. Let's turn it off. I was like, I, I can't. Like, I, you know, morally can't. And thank God that I didn't Obviously, yeah. I, was, I had no dog in the fight. I was just hoping for a good game. And after the two uh, championship games, NFC and AFC, those were, those were not fun games. And at 28-3, I was like, not again. And but you were kind of it all happened. Deep down, you had to be happy for Atlanta, though. A little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit. I was like, oh, good, okay. This, this I was happy. Know. I was happy either way. Good storylines. And if way. you had told me going into the game that someone was going to be down by twenty-five points, I would never, in a million years, have pictured it being the Patriots. Yeah, I feel like if that wasn't Brady, though, that would have been known as the greatest choke of all time. Yeah, like I feel like because it's Brady, it, it adds to his legend, which we'll get to in a bit here. But I think it. If it wasn't him doing the comeback, it would have been all about who choked. I don't know. I think it still is about who choked because because Matty Ice has a tremendously bad reputation already in the playoffs, and this is just going to make it worse. Matty choke. He no, nah, it wasn't him. He, you really can't put it. There's a, there a lot of blame to go around. Uh, some on some coaching decisions. We'll get who, to that Dan later. Quinn, not not Kyle Shanahan. Well, who made the worst decision there, uh, Quinn? You know, at the end of the day, was it Quinn or Shanahan? In hindsight, we can play this game a lot. Yes, and I think but th- this is why we have a podcast. So we can do we exactly have. that. So in hindsight, I think everyone says they should have ran the ball more. And they probably should have. They only ran the ball five times in the second half. Which is obscene. Which, which is given obscene. that they were averaging. Yeah, so at the end of the game, Devontae Freeman averaged 6. Point, I think it was 6.8 yards per carry. Yep. Uh, but going into the uh, intermission, the, they were averaging 9.1 yards per So. I mean, how do you not run the ball more in the second half? That's just, especially when you're up by 25. You're trying to kill clock. Yeah. Keep possession. They stayed aggressive, and I, and I didn't mind it. I actually liked it. Most teams play not to lose, and they didn't. They actually kept their, their foot on the pedal. Their D was absolutely gassed. They okay. kept their foot on the pedal right off the cliff. Like, Listen, what I tell you earlier this week was the Patriots' mantra is what? Do your job. Okay. Had the Atlanta Falcons players done their job, we would not be talking about this. They would be Super Bowl champs. We can look at specific plays that, that changed the game, right? So early on in the fourth, I think there was like eight minutes left, um, uh, uh, Hightower caused the sack fumble. And it was third and one, and everyone says they should have ran it. 
which maybe they should have in hindsight. They probably should have. They really should have. They were in field goal range already. No, 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 not in that play. They were on their own uh, 30-yard line. Oh, 31. They were on their own 30-yard line. Everyone recognizes the blitz. The O-line recognizes the blitz. Matt Ryan recognizes the blitz. Devontae Freeman recognizes the blitz, looks directly at Hightower. He knows his assignment. The ball gets snapped. Freeman looks inside. By the time he looks outside to set a block, Hightower's gone right by him, untouched, uh, free release to Matt Ryan and causes a sack fumble. When you look at the play, Julio Jones was wide open underneath for a five-yard gain and could have gone even more. Had Freeman done his job... We wouldn't be talking about this. That game, that play could have iced the game. And I guarantee you they'll be showing Freeman that exact play over and over and over again this offseason when he's negotiating his new deal. <laughs> yeah. And it was actually interesting. Uh, he didn't seem to play much in the second half, which I thought was a bit weird. But Tevin Coleman was in the whole in the whole game. Coleman blew him out by yards. Like He had like 60 yards more than him. It wasn't even close. Freeman had more yards than Coleman. Yeah. Freeman had more yards. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. But the Coleman was in the second half and then Coleman got hurt and then Freeman came in. I think it was two plays later, or maybe one play later is when he blew his assignment on that block. But um, I guess he probably shouldn't have been in the game at that point. I don't know why, but I don't blame Shanahan. I blame the players. <laughs> is this going to hurt Shanahan? I mean, now that he, he's going to San Francisco, we know that's going to happen. But is that going to hurt the rep now that he's going in with the, uh, the players that. Uh, I don't uh, think so. Don't yeah, I mean, you are the residence 49ers yeah. homer after all, so if I, anyone's going to have an answer. He still called a great game. I mean, you give up 31 unanswered points, and somehow it's the offensive coordinator's fault? I don't know. I, I don't think it's him. But, yeah, it could go two ways. I mean, you know the media is going to question that, the play calling a lot for the next few I mean, months. he still absolutely dissected a Patriots defense that was the number one scoring defense in the league. They'd held people to 15.6 points per game during the season. So to go go out and in one half put up – uh, what were they at? 20, 28, was it 28, 23, 28, oh, sorry, 28 in the, in the after, second half, yeah. 20, 21 points in the first half. And you know, that's go- still admirable. He's going to San Francisco. And if they look at him and be like, Oh, you called a bad game in the super bowl. Yeah. Like he can look at them and be like, you won two games. <laughs> yeah, like, sit back down. Yeah, that's true. Funny enough. I think the San Francisco super bowl in 2012, was it against the Ravens? We came, we were down 31 to three, I believe it was. And then we came back. That would have been the largest comeback in NFL history had we not choked on the four-yard line. What could have been? What could have been? Just dredging that old history. (laughs) My life could have been very different right now. Yeah, seriously. I'd be a lot happier. Be a different man entirely. But, I mean, as far as his resume, he's been, uh, you know, an OC in five different places, and all of those places have had success. Even teams pretty devoid of talent, much like the situation he's going to now. Uh, I mean, he was with uh, the the Redskins, obviously, when RG3 had his huge rookie season. Yep. Uh, and then he was the offensive coordinator in Cleveland in 2014 with Brian Hoyer at the helm. They actually um, looked pretty good. I think Josh and, Gordon led the league in receiving that year. And that was their best season since 2007 and, and since then. Uh, yeah. So at seven and nine, uh, the yeah. tough, tough life as a Browns fan. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's probably the best game, uh, offensive game caller in the league right now. So San Francisco's lucky. But I think what, one thing he'll realize pretty quick is he doesn't have um, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devonta Freeman. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, even a remotely good offensive line. When so. you're speaking of the offensive line, that was really part of the Achilles heel that kind of uh, contributed to that second half collapse. Jake Matthews with a couple of really bad holding penalties. Yeah. A lot of pressure on Matt Ryan, obviously Devontae Freeman with the mistake on in pass pro. Yeah. And, th- and that was another um, call where they threw the ball when they were in field goal range and they actually completed it and got yards. And then Jake Matthews got um, called for the holding penalty and then everyone's up in arms that they should have ran it. Just do your job. Do your assignment. You don't get that holding penalty. You're in field goal range with even better spot. 
to hit a game-winning field goal. And well, I think a probably. lot of it, the Patriots, it's, it's do your job and it's wearing them down. Yeah. Like you see that a lot. They, I mean, they are, I, I wouldn't have picked, picked them to come back from that far down, but if, if it was within 10 points at halftime, I would have been, I would have been taking the Patriots for sure. I yeah. mean, I, I wasn't. I'm not going to be that yeah, guy that yeah. was like, I totally saw this coming. I want to yeah. know what the odds were. Yeah. Uh, you know, what you could have gotten uh, if you bet on the Patriots uh, down 25. Yeah. At halftime, I saw uh, the Falcons have an 84% chance of winning the game. Yeah. Which were the same uh, chances Clinton had heading into the election. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that analogy and on Facebook was, after. When it was twenty-eight to three, I think it was a ninety-nine point six percent chance yeah, that they would uh, they would win the game. I mean, even just uh, you know, including regular season, the last twenty-five point comeback uh, to happen in the NFL happened almost three seasons ago. Who was it? Uh, it was the Cleveland Browns, actually during the twenty fourteen season. The Cleveland Browns made a comeback. Yeah, against wow. the Tennessee Titans. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, legend. Yeah, um, they just the Falcons just looked gassed. Um, it didn't help. I mean, it obviously helps when you get a pick six, but um, New England was driving on that play. I think on that drive, they had a six-minute drive, yeah. then Brady throws a pick six. Defense has to go right back out there. I think for an actual, like, 20 minutes, they were on the field um, playing defense, so they got gassed pretty quick there. Well, and the Patriots set records for a number of offensive plays, a uh, number of first downs. They just absolutely, like Graham said, wore them out. And uh, the, the time of possession, it was just an obscene amount of time for this already somewhat thin defense to yeah. be on the field. Uh, I mean, you, you can see it from the fact that they have eight starters who are second-year players or less. Uh, you know, this isn't a deep defense, so I don't think they have a ton of guys to go through the rotation and keep getting that pressure on Brady that was working early in the game. Was it just me, or did, did Dan Quinn not call a single blitz in the second half? Fear of uh, sort of doing a Seahawks repeat? I don't know. It seemed like getting pressure to Matt, uh, Tom Brady in the first half is what propelled them to the big lead. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, considering the number of sacks in the first half, too. Yeah, yeah in, the, in the first half, they ran... Uh, uh, sorry, they blitzed on 22 of uh, 32 uh, Patriots dropbacks wow. and got to him 16 times. Wow. So 16 quarterback pressures in the first half is obscene. Yeah. Do we have so, any numbers for the second half? Uh, second half, no. <laughs> One thing that I, I saw when they started the... Bad international stats guru. <laughs> When they started the third quarter, they mentioned on the broadcast that the offense Ooh. hadn't been on the field for an hour and eight minutes, I yeah. think it was. Real, which, real time. Yeah, real time. Yeah. And so so part of that is is their defense getting worn down. I mean, it was a halftime show also. But also on the flip side that they didn't mention was the Patriots' defense had an hour, eight minutes to rest. off to yeah. rest. And so they were able to come really hard in the second half, which I think you saw yeah they finally got to Brady they were the way better they were way half. better rested in the second yeah. half redemption redemption you here got for it. me you got it uh they only had four total quarterback pressures in the fourth and overtime yeah I think that was the, the key mistake I sure they were gassed but it looked like Dan Quinn was uh content just sending their three four guys every time yeah. blitz them it worked in the first half yeah. like they were getting pressure without blitzing in the first half well they, they, were, they, they, they were they were using back. a lot they were using a lot of stunts by the d linemen and it looked like it was working the first half and second half go figure the you know well-coached patriots team makes an adjustment and the pats o-line figures it out and helps to shore it up for yeah. brady well, to start that's what happens when you, when you sit back because both on either side of the ball atlanta at the end of the day was like we've got the uh, we've got this huge lead what are we going to do 
we're going to sit on our hands. We're not going to pressure. We're just going to roll it out and hopefully try to play like a tight grinding game uh, for the second half. And that bit them in the ass. And they're not a good enough defense to do that, no. especially not against Tom Brady. Although, I mean, like I said to you when, when we were watching the game, uh, Brooks Reed, you know, who, who is the guy? He was getting pressure yeah. off the edge against Nate Solder, who's like, you know, almost all pro level left tackle. Yeah. Dwight Freeney had six QB pressures this game at 36 years old. So that, I mean... Much respect to Dwight Freeney, the timeless wonder. I'm glad he has one, has a ring. I'm glad he has one. I felt bad for him at the end of the game. Grady Jarrett had three sacks. Like, that's a a Super Bowl record. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they did. Tied tied the record. Tied the record, sorry. Um, They're still, they're so young, though. So this is good. And with Dan Quinn, they're fast. Dan Quinn's one of the best defensive minds. Yeah. And they were missing their best corner, Desmond Trufant. Yeah. So, I mean, they'll only get better. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, like, their defense will only get better. You you never know when you're going to make it back to this stage though so much has to break right for you to get to the super bowl but yeah i would imagine that they stand a good shot of being back and vegas agrees because they're they opened at uh, 12 to 1 odds to be back in the super bowl vegas agreed san francisco was also going to be really good after we were in the super bowl yeah don't worry they they uh, like your chances this year 400 to 1 odds yeah you want to get rich make that <laughs> bet well that then begs the question gentlemen what is more likely to happen, uh, a Falcons collapse, considering that if you look at the last couple of uh, of teams to lose the Super Bowl, have gone on to eh, not exactly do well the following season. So are the Falcons going to gas out? Will they be back again in contention um, next season? Um, are the Patriots going to just show up and roll over again or is the uh is the is brady and belichick just like oh you know, we're, you know whatever you i know, mean if five with the pats they have that advantage i mean you look at their division and the state of uh the afc east right now i mean the bills just made a coaching change uh the dolphins looked okay last year but they only had one win against a team with a winning record uh the jets are a train wreck so i mean you got to think the patriots will be looking at least at you know what four and two very conservatively yeah. out of their division six and oh Probably six and zero oh, exactly. And Whereas that, that gives you home field advantage through the playoffs, yeah. which yeah is massive. For exactly. That, right? Whereas uh, the Falcons, look at that division. That division's hard now. It's like, good. The Saints, Bucks, Panthers, like that's. There's no great teams, but they are all good teams, and they all should should be above five hundred. Yeah, I mean, could be above five hundred. I mean, it's tough to call. I mean, the Panthers are still a fantastic defense. Yeah, they weren't this year. Towards the second half of the year, they, they played were. better. Yeah. Um, they obviously had some injuries too. Yeah, Keekly. I'd like to see them get another runner to hopefully supplement Jonathan Stewart. I feel like they will. Really, they will. I think they're going to need Leonard Fournette. That, honestly, that would make the most sense. If he like drops, a bruising yes. big runner for sure, yeah. or Dalvin Cook, just someone, mm-hmm. not Christian McCaffrey. Gentlemen, is the goat Tom Brady? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, really tough to play the other side here and play devil's advocate. I think an impossible <laughs> uphill battle. So I'm going to go with yes. He was the goat before the game. And he was clearly cemented his legacy after the game. I mean, just the fashion he did it in, too, to be down 25. This is the first comeback of this magnitude. Uh, I think it's only the third time in NFL playoff history that a team's come back from that much. And then to do it on the biggest stage in the Super Bowl where it's never been done before. Ten points was the record for biggest comeback in the Super Bowl. Was that against Seattle? There, it had happened like three or four times. Okay, yeah, because they yeah. were down. I think they were down ten points against Seattle just a couple of years ago, and, and they came back. Yeah. Also, like I think the argument against him that, that a lot of people make with Rodgers in particular is, is a common one is, uh, you know, the throws Rodgers can make, right? Yep. Rodgers, Rodgers can throw it 70 yards off his back foot 
on a wire, right? And and Brady can't do that. I think we saw that in the Super Bowl too. He's not great at the at the long ball. Yeah. Um, but I think you made the point a couple of weeks ago of like he doesn't have to. Yeah. He can make those over the middle passes, and he can make everything, and he doesn't. He doesn't put himself in a position to make the throws yeah. that Rodgers has to make. And I mean, really, the arm talent has very little bearing. Maybe if you're splitting hairs and you're talking about a tie-breaking point, then sure, that can enter the discussion. But I mean, like, you know, as we've seen with, with other guys like good Jamarcus Russell, you know, the well, guy a- throwing it 80 <laughs> yards doesn't matter in the athletics NFL. Athletics at the end of the day does not win you Super Bowls. Yeah, a guy, you know, jumping 42 inches is impressive, but it has no bearing on how good a, a yeah. receiver he'll necessarily be, right? So, yeah. Uh, just an interesting tidbit. So uh, Tom Brady's passing yardage uh, in, during the Super Bowl it could almost be a season. Like he has 2,071 yards of passing yardage in Super Bowls wow. all time. I, I don't think, the, and he, he has more than double anyone else on this list. So yeah. Yeah. Seven a, appearances got to be. Yeah. Who's next on that list as far as appearances go even? Um, I don't even know. I mean, Joe Montana had four. Bradshaw? Joe Montana was 4-0 and did not throw a pick. He's got that one on Brady. It's, it's, it's interesting. He's, so he's been to seven Super Bowls. Um, it's a fine line between like what he's done five and two, and maybe three and four. So we can say maybe two, two coaching errors. Maybe Seattle obviously was one coaching one play that was a mistake. Um, and sure, if you want to call the game planning on this one in the second half a mistake as well. So those two maybe were a little bit gifted to him, but also he got David Tyreed. Yeah, you know, yeah a while that's back. true. So Eli Manning is still the only quarterback who's beaten Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So if it wasn't for Eli Manning, he could be 7-0. and no. Okay, so most yards gained in a career prior to this Super Bowl. Brady was already ahead anyway. Yeah. Uh, thousand, um, six games, uh, 1,605 passing yards. Uh, second to that, Kurt Warner. Yeah, which makes sense. Did you see that graphic they showed? Uh, and I, you just had a feeling it was going to get broken this game because they kept on showing it and replaying it in all the pregame coverage that I saw, but that Kurt Warner held the top three Super Bowl passing performances in history. Which makes sense just how dominant those three performances were yeah. when you look at uh, three and four on that list. Um, 1,142, Joe Montana over four games. Uh, 1,128, John Elway over five games. I mean, John Elway was a bit more of a running quarterback. I think he scored a couple. Hey, Brady had a nice 15-yard. Well, and great. Did you see that prop bet over two and a half yards? That was awesome. Once he, once he started taking that. off, I kept asking for him to take off. And once he took off, we were all just yelling, like, yes. I was in a room with the people, and we all we had all done the prop bets and kind of yeah. everyone chips in. And, and I think everybody had the over. And so we're, there was just like eight of us just yelling at Brady to keep going. Just the slowest, least athletic-looking run. <laughs> hey, it was effective, though. Yeah. Now, if Brady's the goat, what about the hoodie? Is Belichick the goat as well? Probably yeah. got to be. Yeah, yeah, he is now. Even you know, as a, you know, in Chuck Noll, uh, Bill Walsh. I mean, are I, we are we, are we going to? If if I'm going to play devil's advocate here, which I'm not, I'm not actually saying this, but you're um, only a good devil's advocate with John's picks. <laughs> yeah, are you saying he's the goat? I'm saying he's the goat. Okay. So Belichick, I think, had a losing record in the NFL before Tom Brady came in his life. True or false? That, that's true. That is the that is the knock that everyone points to is the fact so that how do Belichick we know? How do we didn't know? do it without Brady. How do we know? Like, is Mike McCarthy a good coach? I don't think so. I really don't. They I had that. They had the one season with Matt Castle. He made Matt Castle look like a good quarterback. Sure. Oh. And he also, if you look at the other side of the ball, like 
The only consistency has been Brady. Other than that, they've turned over the roster probably three times. And you look at their early, but I does, mean... Does that say more about Brady or more about Belichick? More well, about Brady, Bel- yeah, Belichick, because Brady can hold down the offense, but you need the defense. You need to put pieces and around Brady. How many, how many men are making tens of millions of dollars now after having played two to five games as quarterback for the New England Patriots and yeah. then gone somewhere else via trade or free agency? Or zero. Like, their backups keep getting... Yeah. Like, I Garopp- mean, they got the about to get paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he started four games? Three. He got hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brissette, uh, Jacoby Brissett came in. Yeah. And Edelman was the backup. I think he's the GOAT. I, it would just be really interesting to know what his career would have been like if, if Drew Bledsoe never got injured. I think and, it's also... It, it'd be interesting, because everyone talks about him as, like, the greatest coach. Yeah. But he's the GM there, too. Right? I mean, he's in charge of player personnel, yeah. whether or not he has the title. So it's like... Does he almost deserve more credit for the players that he's put around Brady than he does for the, you know, the coaching and basically just let Brady go run the offense? And if you listen to Tim Brown, Tom Brady owes the Raiders a, a debt of gratitude for for the the uh, Tuck Rule game and creating his legacy. Because if that and the refs really, he owes the refs. The no, 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 that was the it rule. It was the rule. The refs made the right call. Total, sure, total they, they changed call. the rule. At, at the end of the day, they should just be happy Any that the Jets being... were willing to trade for Belichick. I think, uh, if anything, I think Tom Brady should should thank the Raiders this year because if Carr hadn't gotten hurt, I mean, you got to think the Raiders would have taken him out, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent, no doubt in my mind. Gentlemen, where's Tom Brady's jersey? Oh, that's pretty funny. Do you guys watch the video of it? So no. he's like, he just like he's like I put it in my bag. He's like I know I put it in my bag. My jersey's gone. Well, for those who don't know, there's video and audio tape floating around the internet right now of a conversation between uh, Robert Kraft and Tom Brady, where Tom Brady's jersey has gone missing, and Tom is not very happy. Yeah, I mean he's happy. He's, he's, he's a got sad face. Yeah. Sob. I think Putin probably took it along with Robert <laughs> yeah. Kraft's ring. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted a matching set. He's got some. Uh, he's got some insider. Um, uh, what was I going to say there? Oh yeah, so they're saying this is probably going to be like one of the mo- most valuable pieces of memorabilia ever. Like his his seventh Super Bowl game, his fifth. But um, how is this person even going to be able to offload it at any yeah, point that's here? The that's the that's the tricky part, right? You just keep it, frame it. Just hope that it blows over. People will forget, it, and yeah. then later you can go on eBay. Put yeah. it People still use eBay. I think <laughs> some, I think someone fake put it on eBay at fifty thousand dollars for like this game. There are rumors that somebody from the Hall of Fame actually ganked it already. For the Hall of Fame. For the Hall of Fame and hadn't really actually... They had had conversations with uh, Patriots staff about it, but nobody actually told Brady. So just like, yoink. Someone's probably got it in their basement right beside Kobe's Does that jersey. belong to Brady? The, re- the replica. Like, the replica. <laughs> who, who, who owns the jersey? Tom Brady. Does Brady own it? Belichick. Craft. You're just yelling. Yeah, if, the, if the Patriots have the bought NFL. the jersey for you, the yeah, exactly. You're you're kitted out by the franchise, right? But I mean, like, I don't. So if you swap if you swap jerseys at the end of it, do you have to like reimburse the Patriots? <laughs> well, you, 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 get, you get one back. Like, I don't know, uh, but considering how much, considering your, how many times that soccer teams do that, I don't know. Maybe it's in their contract. Here's your to, game day check to. minus obviously the jersey you swapped away. So and it, the ball expenses. you threw into the stands. Yeah, yeah. I read a I read a thing about the soccer one one time where they. It is the the team's jerseys, and it's just at the high levels that you see that they, like, whatever, don't care. Yeah. But at some of the lower levels, guys do it, thinking it's, like, not a big deal, and then they end up getting stuck with oh, a check. <laughs> in the CFL, I think you throw the ball in the stands, they, they bill you 300 bucks. Really? Yeah. That's just because, you know, Canadians are kind of economically different. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's that exchange rate. 
Or it's just a shitty league that no one watches. They have no money, so they need to charge them 300 bucks. Probably that. Yeah. No talk of James White. MVP. MVP MVP snub. The real MVP. Brady said that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't like blatantly say it, but he's like, yeah, he probably deserved it. And I think he's giving him the truck. And I think yeah, he set a record. Do. I what is it, he, like a Kia? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nissan. No, Nissan. I saw Nissan? Scott. So many Nissan. As if Tom Brady thing. would get caught dead in a Nissan truck. Yeah. Like, come on. What do you think he drives? What do you think Tom Brady drives? What doesn't he drive? It's probably a shorter list. Tom Brady car. Oh, my God. You know what? I bet it's like a, it's like a it, Prius. A Tesla. <laughs> a Tesla, probably, actually. Oh, That's like a way classier version of I think he's Prius. got some pretty cool cars. That's been done a couple times in the past, though, right? Where someone, like Jordan did that to Pippen. Back in the 90s, I think he gave him the car or something like that. Yeah. It happens every once. I don't think, I don't think Shaq did it for Kobe, but well, I think there, there's probably. <laughs> Sha- Shaq never did it for anyone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, back to James White. So I think he had a record 14 uh, catches. 14 catches on 110 re- 110 receiving yards, most, uh, most in a Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, uh, by a running back. And a game winning touchdown. He had two touchdowns. And a t- and a three, two t- t- three, touchdowns. three touchdowns and, and two, two, two points. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the 20 points was the most for a skill position player. Ever in a Super Bowl. Yeah. He accounted for all but but 14 of their points. So you, you saw at the end there um, when they got to the was two-yard line after the pass interference penalty. And after they had won a Super Bowl on a pick on that goal line, Belichick threw the ball. He threw, he threw it up oh, to Oh, man, that should have been a pick. Vic it could, Beasley. It could have been a, I don't yeah. know if it should have been a pick, but it could have been a pick. If Vic Beasley had a pair of hands on him, oh, man, that was No, that's, that's not a... That's a he little, didn't have a pair of hands. That's a tough that's catch, tough. Man. That's he, tough. I, you can't say he should have had that. Yeah, he shouldn't have had uh, it. Maybe not should have. Like, no, I'm not holding it against him that he didn't have... You're saying man, he tossed saying, him the Super Bowl. I'm saying Brady, you know... He understood. For all the, you said all if the, he has a pair of hands. That's implying that he should. For all the, the you know uh, great throws and fantastic decision making he showed in the second half, that throw was woefully underthrown. That yeah. that easily could have been a pick. I yeah. just can't believe they would throw it. But I guess it's just again Brady's legacy. Like yeah. you want him to throw the ball. You don't want to run it in for the win. Man, and then even that even the run uh, by James White. How the hell does he get in? Yeah. There's like five Falcons draped all over him. They were him. gassed, man. Yeah, yeah. They were gassed. I think you see though, like. One thing is everyone was saying, oh, Brady was terrible in the first half. And he, and he wasn't as good as he was in the second. But there were a lot of drops in the first half. Yeah, there were. There were like he hit. There was a drive where they had, uh, I think they had one completion. And the other two hit the guys in the hands. And then they had to punt. And it's like. Yeah, Edelman on that on that third down. Again, you got to figure that's going to turn around in the second half, right? I, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't have said a 25-point comeback turnaround. But yeah. I heard some people arguing that like Edelman's catch like saved the day. And like he won it for them, and yeah, it was one of the most epic catches of all time. But let's not forget, it was first down, and yeah. they were picking them apart. Had he not caught it, I'm pretty sure on second down or third and fourth, he yo, I'm gonna let you finish. Down. But David Tyree had the most epic Super Bowl catch <laughs> of all time. I think I said one of the most epic was Tyree. How about that? Was Man, Tyree I, on third down? Or I think fourth? it was like fourth. I think down. it was fourth. I think yeah. it was fourth. Yeah, which and is it, what you're like. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, and like, you got to take situation into account when you're grading. Are we? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, 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 we're grading yeah, yeah, all-time great catches. No, just those two. Just those two. Okay. Yeah, yeah but I'm I mean, just, you got to take the situation dick, into really. account. Because if yeah. we're gonna grade one, and I, and I apologize in advance because I know this might hurt some people in the room, um, Steelers. I know that hurts Steelers. That, that hurts. doesn't that <sighs> that throw that catch the tippy toes, Santonio Holmes. That was nice. I that thought was you were, nice. You were looking at me, so I thought you were talking about the uh, Raiders. The, the Raiders, uh, you know that. No, that's not the, the Super immaculate. Bowl. The, no, no, we're no, talking no, about yeah, Super Bowls. No, we're talking about teams yeah. who actually. We're talking make about the, the one game. glimmer of hope my Cardinals have ever had in their 
entire Man, existence. did Larry ever deserve that game? Yeah. Man, did Larry ever deserve that? J- James Harrison still has the longest um, interception return for a touchdown. Longest and slowest. I'll bet yeah. you it's the slowest. It's, <laughs> it's got to be. It's up there. 100 yeah. yards, that slow? Alfred uh, probably halved the, the uh, return time. Totally of. totally off topic, but I, I, I feel like I remember Larry Fitzgerald tracking him down, running down the sidelines, and he hit his own coach that tripped him up. Oh, I don't remember that. You should. I blocked it out. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we have yet to address probably the most important thing about the Super Bowl. How butthurt is Roger Goodell right now? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) the salty handshake. Yeah, that must have been tougher. Although I feel like people were overhyping it. I feel like it was was just a regular handshake that we all read meaning into. He was pretty good about it. Yeah. After the game on the field, he went and congratulated him, gave him a little butt. But like you said, Kraft kind of called him out in this speech after. I didn't expect that. After all the things we went through, it's like, okay, bud, just like. Yeah, it's like, we don't need to talk about it. Class it up right now, bud. (laughs) They're both professionals, though. Like, I know everyone wanted, everyone always wants drama and everything like that, but Brady has been a picture of class, like his almost aside from some off field things that he did with the ladies, but Brady? his whole career. Yeah. Yeah. So Bra- like you knew I he was going to, he wasn't going to like, he took the high road, you know, to yeah. Goodell. Yeah. I can't believe Brady's going to play another oh, three, four years. He looks he's amazing saying, still. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying his on-the-field play is showing any sign of slowing yeah. down, but man, uh, how how bad do the Jets feel and the yeah. Dolphins? And His the, body is actually like a temple for him. He doesn't put anything bad well, in there. Well, have you actually read about his, yeah. uh, his, his his eating regimen? Yeah, it's insane. It's weird. He's got a full uh, um, cook, yeah, like in-home chef, and it's just like a spectacular diet. Nothing bad goes in that body. That's so, But you saw how quickly Peyton fell off, yeah. right? So like... It is now at the point where I, I think he could play three, four years, but one injury, he's going to have a lot tougher time coming back. From. For sure. Right. For sure. The bigger difference, though, between the two of them being that Peyton was still eating a, just a shitload of Papa John's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And drinking Bud Light, as he mentioned in his, yeah, in yeah. his post-game. Man, but the Patriots organization, I mean, no signs of slowing down. $60 million in cap space this offseason. The you know notable free agents that they have to worry about. Martellus Bennett. Yeah, exa- like, who cares? yeah exactly. Bronson you know, will be back. Well, Logan Ryan, Dante Hightower, who obviously he'll probably was, go. was pivotal in this. He'll but probably yeah, go. They'll they they're not going to overpay a, yeah. a run stuffing. If your name linebacker. isn't Brady, you're irrelevant and you can be replaced. They did. I mean, yeah. you saw it with Jamie Collins earlier in the year. You want yeah. money? Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Right. I they'll pay. They'll, they'll pay Butler though. Yeah, they'll, they'll pay. pay yeah, they'll pay. They'll pay Butler. He's a restricted free agent this year, um, but I think they'll they'll also probably upgrade a running back from Blunt. Like Blunt was I good, even, but he averaged like two point nine yards a carry this. But year. they got Blunt they, and James White. They've and been Dion doing. Lewis. They've been doing okay with the uh, committee. Yeah, and like, uh, even like I will a, say, even like a like a bruiser because they got they got Deion Lewis and James White as like their third down back. Yeah, maybe they need a bruiser. Yeah, you can and you can get one of those pretty cheap. Like cool. running back, the running back market is pretty. But he, not he, that he played so well in the regular season though. He really faded in the yeah. second half. Like, there's a lot of uh, a ton of stats out there on how he, how how badly he faded in the second half oh, of this really? season. But uh, I think but one, I don't have one on me right now. I think one <laughs> thing that nobody's mentioning is like they did that without Gronk. Yeah, like they were missing their best offensive weapon outside of Brady. Yeah, and they just won the Super Bowl and like, without Aaron Hernandez. Like, <laughs> come on, both of them. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm not gonna touch that. Gentlemen, <laughs> did you enjoy the halftime show? Yes, I did. Were you as butthurt as I was when you found out that Lady Gaga did not actually jump off the roof <laughs> of the stadium? 
It was shot the day before. Oh, I never uh, heard that. I didn't know I that didn't either. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it was shot. Yeah, it was actually it was done in advance. Uh, well, I am now. I'm quite yeah. upset about it. Uh, no, that, that was actually a really good performance. Also, how was cool really was were the drones in the background? I was like, what the hell are those things? They're not lasers. They're kind of just like floating around in yeah. the background. Drones. I yeah. thought it was a screen, and I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then no, yeah, like the drones, little flying drones. That's, yeah, 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 that's awesome. I liked it. I thought it was really she good. made her little statements in there too, you know, yeah. but nothing too like nothing too overt, crazy. Yeah. right? You, you, like, well, you'd have to recognize it because if uh, there's a modern generation that has no idea who Woody Guthrie is, so if you're going to quote "This Land Is Your Land" and a song written by a man who was totally just one of the biggest, uh, essentially negative nabobs uh, towards uh, Donald Trump's father. Yeah, it's like only it, you have to know the history of American folk music to be able to sort of tie in, see how relevant that is. Or even just talking about, uh, you know, non-straight people when Mike Pence is in the room. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty pro-gay and pro-everything, which is, I think, is, is the way that she made, she chose to make her sit, like everyone yeah. thought she was going to say something overt, and yeah. I think... That's she didn't because that she went was made her statement. That exactly, was her yeah. statement, right? I like, like it. it was nice, about, subtle, classy. Yeah. Rob Kraft, take note. Yep, true. Although I didn't like the, pro- I had the prop bet that she was going to start with the Edge of Glory. Yeah, what was that about? And then she started with God, God bless America, America, and it was, crushed me. Yeah. And then she said the first line was God, it, was it, the Edge it, of Glory, and I. It's how do you, it's how you appeal to uh, the Midwestern grandma demographic. So I thought her statement piece was going to be um, what was the other song? Uh, I like the. The way I the born one. Oh yeah, born, born this, this way. way. Which she did sing. So You're totally a huge so fan. I, I thought that was going to be her statement. You know, so I went with that one as the prop bet. That'll be the first song. She I had heard. Uh, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and they apparently the line opened at plus eight hundred to start Edge of Glory, and then it went down to negative one forty. Oh, so I thought I had a lock. Oh, so oh, I was neat. there sitting in the in the room, just like I gave I gave my wife the heads up, and so we both had it, and then it was gone, and we just oh, crushing. <laughs> But great halftime performance. Yeah, that was, it was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, your Super Bowl 2018 picks. Reach now. Raiders. You've got oh, the God. opportunity to reach hard here. So Okay, I'm gonna reach I'm gonna reach really hard. NFC AFC Championship is gonna be New England. Don't you dare leave us out. And I will stab you. The Colts. The Colts. The Colts. You heard it here first, fellas. I don't know. Luck? Yeah, luck. He keeps letting me down. Because he has no one around him. It takes a long time to make decisions. Hey, maybe they'll draft some offensive linemen now, though. They will. They're going to they can it. If they can improve they the offensive no line, yeah. he, just, he, does, he does take a long time to make decisions. Yeah. He makes great throws. He's really athletic. But he needs to get a better offensive line and yep. speed up his decision making. Well, they got a new GM now who I, I quite like. So I think he's going to make some good changes there. Uh, Colts, that's a lot to ask, though. Colts into the, a bunch of, who are they, who, look at their division. They can make the playoffs going 800. Sorry, going 500 in an 8-8 eight and eight record. Oh, man, we were talking about, speaking of that division, though, man, what if uh, what if a guy like a Tony Romo goes to the Texans? Oh. Then, I, then I'll then i maybe change my pick. Yeah. But he's also one hit away from being paralyzed being, forever. Being, being irrelevant. Yeah. So um, Colts in the NFC, AFC Championship. Uh, AFC? NFC? I'm going Seattle. I'm going Seattle. <sighs> Have to. Sorry, guys. And I'm thinking maybe throw in... Sprinkling a little bit of the Vikings. Ooh, Vikings. Ooh, that's gross. Vikings. I think Packers are going to get back. Yeah. Vikings and Packers, both of them. What? You can't. That's a three-team. That make you it three team, a three-team final. Three-team NFC Championship. First time ever, three yeah. teams on the field all yeah. at once. Yeah. Those are my Steel cage match. <laughs> Seattle and Green Bay. Colts, Patriots. 
There you go, fellas. No. I'm gonna go what do you I, got? I'm gonna reach for the most nauseous thing I can possibly think of. Cleveland. Patriots Cowboys. <sighs> yeah, hey, it's not bad. That's not a bad. It's I don't bad. I, I don't like it. I mean, both they've essentially opened up as the two leading favorites for yep. Super Bowl fifty two. Yeah. But it just it makes sense. So I think I'm gonna go Patriots Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Or sorry, Patriots Packers in the Super Bowl. Yep. And I think the Cowboys will be in the NFC Championship game. And I, I think the Raiders can can make it. Like the Texans could if they can get a quarterback. Because JJ, again, as much as Gronk was gone, JJ Watt was gone. Number one defense in the NFL without their best defensive player. That's crazy. But they they might lose some. They might lose AJ Boy Boy this year. Yeah. Well, looking uh, at the uh, the first odds lines that dropped, uh, your Vikings pick is actually is not a bad choice. Uh, Broncos, Vikings, Raiders, and Seahawks all plus sixteen hundred. Mm. I'd take the Seahawks on on all of those ones to get back. I don't know. I think their their Legion of Boom is the days past. But again, if you're picking the if, if you're picking the Colts, well, it makes sense. You're picking yeah. both the Colts and yeah. the Seahawks, so you're thinking these offensive lines can can get turned around they're real gonna, quick. They're going to have some money. All they need to do is fix the O-line. They're going to get their their players back, and then they're pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot in the divisions they play, in my That's opinion. True. So you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. You get a buy like the Seattle Seahawks. You get home field advantage. Game over. Cardinals are going to take that division. I No. I hope so. I would. I, I hope so. And well, they, if I'm really hoping, obviously I hope it's San Francisco. theoretically possible. Well, but I mean, this might be the last year for, for Larry Fitz. And, it's getting there. And then if they go ahead and draft, they might draft a quarterback – and wide receiver, they might take like a John Ross or a Juju Smith Schuster or Mike Williams, even if he's available. You guys gonna let me get my pick in here? No, for the Super Bowl? we're not. Because you know in. what it's gonna be. Oakland. No, I'm gonna go Raiders, Packers in the highest scoring Super Bowl of all time. <laughs> no defense, all offense. Derek Carr wins it in triple OT. Okay. And I thought I was copping out, fellas. If uh, if we see Patriots, Packers, two of the best quarterbacks of all time, we go. We go. But if I see the Raiders in it, I, I go. I'm not going to the Raiders Super Bowl. <laughs> Come on. You can jump on the jump on the bandwagon. No, thanks. ACDC. No, thanks. I'll win tickets and then we can go. Yes. <laughs> We've done it for four years in a row now. Graham and I have gone to a Super Bowl party. To try to win tickets. Try to win tickets at Mahoney's here in Vancouver. I made Final Eight one year. I made and, Final Eight. And failed to win tickets. We have a pact. If Graham wins, he takes me. If I win. Um, you know how you can make this story more interesting? And then they found 20 bucks. What? Did I find 20 bucks? <laughs> I just want to go to the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. It's on my bucket list. Gentlemen, moving on to the hard court. Let's talk a little basketball. Uh, Paul Pierce made his last appearance in uh, Boston earlier this week. And uh, it was kind of a mosh. There was, uh, <laughs> there was a last minute three. I think John might have uh, shed some tears. Is, uh, is Pierce a Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, I think so. For sure. I mean, you win a championship and... Finals MVP. Finals MVP. Four-time All-NBA. Yep. Ten-time uh, All-Star. All-Rookie team. And he's been stabbed like 18 times. <laughs> you got to throw that in there. You got to throw that in there, guys. That counts a lot that's, of street cred. So yeah. much street cred. Listen, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but he also looks like he's like he plays in like the YMCA gym. Like He has that YMCA game. But he's always looked like he, that. Oh, he doesn't get off the ground, like fadeaway jump shots. Like This guy's like a 50-year-old man <laughs> in a YMCA gym, and somehow and he gets it done. Don't like You love that. I love it for myself. Yeah, of yeah. course. It gives guys like you hope. Yeah. Well, that was that was the beauty of that uh, classic Celtics team where there'd be uh, Garnett, just this giant dominating monolith of a man, and then there's Pierce who's like, 
you're expecting him just like looks like he got up off a couch like yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he he got, just he, draining threes in your face. He got out of the couch on the lobby no, and he's like, "All right, boys, who's got game?" Hey, that was Ray Allen. Ray Let's Allen, not yes. screw with Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. Paul hey. Pierce, fourth all time. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it one step further. They would not have won that championship without Rajon Rondo. Yes. No. Yeah. 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 Agreed. He was amazing. Yeah. He's fallen off a lot. He's fall. Oh yeah, he's bad. He's real, and yeah. he's also. I mean, he's trying. Is to he re- bad though? He's a headache. He's, he's a, a he's a cancer. He's bad. He's, he's a cancer. He was a cancer in Sacramento. He was a cancer. He's a cancer in Chicago now. And and he was wasn't he? You were saying earlier he was shit disturbing on that Demarcus Cousins yeah. technical the yeah, other yeah. night. Yeah. The o- and the only reason that I think can I say it, shit. I can say shit. You can yeah. say shit. And I think the only reason that it wasn't defined in Boston as well was the fact that he was surrounded by three egos that were even bigger than and his. He, and he was young at the time. Yeah, and he was, and young. He was young. So he, if anything, he probably le- learned a little something from KG. I just hate when point guards cannot shoot the ball. I mean, you they got they, you give him six feet and he can't shoot it and he can't do anything, which is what's happening right now. They're backing off and he can't shoot. I think he uh, he'd be really good. One of those guys that would be good, you know, if he was in football going to the Patriots and just like a coach, maybe like a pop, even yeah, someone who can just like shut up, put him in line, and get him like again, do your job, do your job, just shut up, show up every day, and pass the ball. Oh, yep. this might be the only chance I get to go back to this. Did you see the uh, the uh, post Super Bowl uh, press conference with Bill Belichick? No, this is why they're champs. Uh, oh, I did see it. Yeah, where he's quoted as saying, you know, well, the other teams in the league have a five-week head start on us for the twenty, the uh, twenty seventeen season. Yeah. season. Yeah, I was like, man, this guy literally the minute he wins, he's like, that's it, turn yeah. the page, next one, let's go. Speaking of, since we're back on the NFL, don't get mad at us. <laughs> no, 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 don't it's get mad a, at us. no. This is our show. We talk what, about what we want. What was up with the Sarkeesian hire for Atlanta? Yeah, what is up what with that? What is that? He I thought coached- it was. I thought they were going to hire Chip. Yeah, I thought so too. So, so I know Dan Quinn and Sarkisian. college college picks are the hot thing right now. So. But he but, just signed as the OC in Alabama. He played. He coached one game, the 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 championship game when Lane Kiffin yeah. wasn't there. So you thought he was going to be there, at obviously least, next season. Yeah, and then one him, year, at least one year, not yeah. one game. Yeah. Ego clash? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, considering who he would have been working under. Well, he's just a nutcase, you know. But he's obviously a bright mind, and he's he's shown that in his career. But this is. He's going. I think he's only been had one NFL job with the Raiders back in like 2004. So, yeah. totally weird hire. Um, I don't think this helps the Falcons at all. I think this is weird. Well, it's definitely a step down. It's a step down, and he has. A, I mean, he has a really good relationship with Dan Quinn, which is apparently why this happened. But come on, Dan. What, do you think? I think it was something though. After that, uh, that edit, that uh, national championship game, it could have been things weren't as good as they were hoping going into the season. He just pulled the shoot. Right. Well, I mean, you get an offer from an NFL ball club to be the offensive. But I think if they had won, pretty... I think if they had won the national championship, he doesn't take that job. Maybe, but I mean, if you always want to be in the NFL, but I mean, if it didn't work out as well as it could, like things didn't go really well, he had one game as a, as the OC. It's not good enough for Alabama, but it's good enough for the Super Bowl team like the Atlanta. Yeah. Plus, you never know. I don't know. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, actually. Mind you, what a plum posting for him, though. I mean, you land in the best yeah. offense in the NFL. Yeah. It won't be next year. Yeah, having Julio. Interesting. I think that's I one. would almost be tempted to take that bet. I know it's so hard to repeat, but I'm, I'm happy to bet. You call me out on air like this. Okay. Well, no, because I think <laughs> the number one offense next year is going to be the Raiders. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I think most I balanced think, offense in the league. God, get out of here. I think uh, Julio Sixth Jones. in the NFL in rushing. Oh well, let, let's also not forget that Sarkeesian was actually a pick to head up your LA Raiders in 2007. He actually interviewed then. 
and uh, was almost uh, given the job, uh, but he chose to actually go back uh, and uh, replace and drink. And drink. <laughs> uh, no, that was actually uh, that was still when he was at USC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, UW will probably drive anyone to drink, but you mean the Las Vegas Raiders? Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. I heard there might be pull and shoot there. You mean the Raiders of San Diego? They're not getting there. Uh, we uh, we decided to cut out. Uh, oh, what's his name? The casino magnate. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Donald uh, Trump. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the other guy. So now our funding's a little rocky, but and Goldman Sachs could still make it happen. And hopefully they have the uh, poolside cabanas like in Jacksonville and Florida State. Yeah. So back to the NBA. I'm sorry. I think uh, I looked up back. Basketballreference.com has Hall of Fame probability yep. for all kind of active and retired players. Um, so active players, they've got LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki is a thousand percent. Yeah, like guaranteed. whatever, guaranteed. Yeah. Chris Paul. Chris above. Paul is next at ninety nine point nine nine, and then Paul Pierce comes in fifth. Does that make sense to people? That one feels wrong. No, Chris Paul will get it. Come on, this is a guy who's never been to the conference finals though. Yeah. Like that, I mean, I I told I think he's great, yeah. like, but he's I feel above, like putting him at ninety nine 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 when you've never above Durant, like I guess eventually they'll you know they're gonna get in eventually. I think that's it. Like it's not saying these guys get hit by a bus tomorrow yeah. where they stand. It's it's a little more probability. Yeah. Fair, but I mean, Chris Paul, like, like I might even say Tony Parker. No, on this no, list no, over no, 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 no. Now I'm getting crazy. You're getting crazy. Come on, he's got four. But how about maybe throwing Yogi. Pharrell on that list. Ooh. Well, I don't know quite yet. Yogi Mania he could like, end up just being the next Nate Robinson. Or the next Jeremy Lin. I or the next Isaiah Thomas. I don't know how favorable a statement Lin? that is. Yeah. Next Jeremy Lin. Is that a favorable statement? Yeah. I guess it's a favorable statement. Yeah. You're going have from you a seen, 10-day have practice you seen contract. the two contracts Jeremy Lin's gotten since those 10-day contracts? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, he's, he's someone who was, yeah, D-League, read a story about how he was about to go to Europe, yep. and now he's on, he signed a two-year deal. Um, but I think I, I don't know I see I see Jeremy Lin 2.0 a guy who's like came out of nowhere small super hot super confident and then I fail to know, see what his hotness has to do with anything but thanks for bringing <laughs> it up Graham I think he'll, he'll he'll come back we don't judge basketball players like that I think he'll come back a little bit yeah. for sure I don't think he can sustain this yep. but is he a is he a good second string guy yeah, yeah probably I think I think Jeremy Lin I think if you were to offer Hey, I'll make you the next Jeremy Lin to 99% of the world. Yeah. They'll take that. Jeremy Lin's actually a good basketball player. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't say he and, wasn't. Um, you highly, look at, highly underrated. He just plays with crap teams. Yeah, you, you look at the the Dallas point guards. They're just a whole bunch of band-aids. Deron Williams. Darren? I can't never. Deron. Deron. Deron Williams. Devin Harris. J.J. Barea. J.J. Barea. Uh, I'm thinking Yogi's actually bigger than J.J. Barea. So moving forward, you can go with two point guards. Bray, um, Yogi Ferrell is your backup. If he keeps us up, great find. Yeah, great, great find. story too. Yeah, just uh, coming out of Indiana and being undrafted, and the whole grind. Like Graham was saying, oh wow, I really wasn't talking into the yeah. right there. The whole grind, like uh, Graham was saying, of you know almost going to Europe, uh, and his storyline. His head coach uh, at uh, Indiana said he and Victor Oladipo both. Uh, uh, had this relentless work ethic and he had had to actually have people ban them from coming to the gym later and he would actually uh, tell them to only do half a practice because they would go so hard so right. I mean that's the kind of work ethic that that gets you in as a practice player yeah. you cheer for him for sure yeah 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 good story I'm just looking at uh, people that have actually gone up as candidates for the Hall of Fame and Muggsy Bogues is a candidate Tracy McGrady Ben Wallace throwing T-Mac come on 
One of my, yeah, favorite, t- one of my all-time favorite players. So T Mac was great. Just that brief, beautiful period. He was good. He was good for a good eight years, probably. Gentlemen, your uh, your picks of the week. Oh, there's really nothing. It's only, only three, three, three games. <laughs> it's, only, it's only three games, which makes it that much more difficult. You, and there's only one home dog? What is this? <laughs> are they even a dog now? Are you, you, you going to have to avoid the home dog? He's going to take the home dog. They're a one-point favorite I'm last calling night. it now. Darius taking the home dog. dog now. I'll take Dallas over Portland. Uh, so you're taking the home dog. You're taking Yogi. I'm taking the home dog. Oh, Sweep in there. But one of the things that I actually like more about that that line is is I like the over. The over right now is at a 204.5. Portland's ninth in the league with 107.5 points for a game. And Dallas is last, but they're only last because they battled so many injuries. Yeah. Over the last three, they're averaging 108 points a game. So I think if you can get a team averaging 107 and, and then 108 to take take the over in that one is, is I'm more sorry who do you think you are international stats guru John Engelman <laughs> also picking the over come on young that's algorithm like I like it are I we like allowing it. that yeah, 100% we're allowing that absolutely that's not a cop out that's a why that's a great pick you get the same odds I wasn't saying it's not great speaking of cop outs are you taking Houston money line or what who you got John I'm actually taking Orlando right Ooh. see the opposite ballsy not really. Uh, you got 12 points to play. Last time they played, Orlando had a lead going into half. They held Harden to 14 points on 5 of 15 shooting. Okay. Let's look for that again. Huh? Have, he'll get. He'll Probably get, won't happen he'll again. He'll get his points. He'll get but his points. But Vucevic and Ibaka, they're, yeah. playing, they're playing well recently. That's one That's one way you can beat the Houston down, though. Yeah. You're looking at Ryan Anderson and um, Clint. Clint Capella guarding those guys, and then Harrell coming in. So yeah. Orlando should be able to, to dominate the boards down there. Orlando did just lose by 27 to the Hawks on Saturday, so that... Makes me feel a little less confident. Bounce back game. Bounce back game. Bounce back Let's game. go narratives. Uh, also, they're five and one against the spread in their last six meetings in Houston. Nice. Whatever, um, for whatever that's worth. So you know I love my home dogs, um, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna go against our guest here. Why? Because I think Yogi is not gonna score 32 this time. Okay, Yogi's gonna come back down to earth. He's not gonna hit nine trays like uh, last one. It's not gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna be a close game. I think I'm gonna go with Portland even though they're four and six in their last 10 they're eight and 19 on the road like this is bad and the line's moving towards them the public's on them it doesn't matter take Dame and CJ Portland I'm gonna go with our uh, learned guest this week again I like the home dog uh, it's a tight one but you can still make a little money on that so uh, yeah definitely take uh, take the power of the schnitzel and go with Dirk okay <laughs> Gentlemen, the NHL, an interesting week uh, post the All-Star game. I think probably the most interesting story that's come out this week is uh, the fact that uh, a team of Philadelphia Flyers alumni are going to be touring Eurasia uh, in the next couple of months. And uh, Vladimir Putin wants to play uh, against them. So the question is, gentlemen, what's your over-under on the number of goals that that Putin scores against uh, the Flyers alumni? As many shots as he takes, <laughs> that's how many goals he's going to get. You let him score, right? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I yeah. want to make it out of the country alive. Yeah, you let him score. He's played three celebrity games before. Uh, the first one, his team won 18 to 6. He had eight goals. <laughs> <laughs> the second one was a pickup game against terrible defense that I couldn't get his stats on. And the third one, his team won 21 to 4. He had six goals and five assists. Wow. So I'd say the over under is sitting around seven. Seven goals. I now, people are hearing these stats and, and likely inferring that he's quite the player. Oh, have uh, you seen clips? 
I've seen clips. He's it, terrible. It looks really bad. Yeah. Luckily, I think the odds of Vladimir listening to this podcast are... Yeah, don't, <laughs> then again, don't go to Russia. But then again, there is actually a, a history with the Flyers and, uh, and, and the Russian national team in just doing... Um, what do you call it? Like, uh, yeah, barn, like bar, barnstorming showcases, goodwill matchups. Yep. Uh, in '76, uh, the Russians actually played Philly in Philly, and Philly won four-one. So it kind of makes sense that if Philly's going to go back, they're probably going to lose, just maybe a little more so than usual. Mm-hmm. I saw a quote online that one of the guys said, uh, "We're not going to let him score. I don't care if I end up in like." Prison. Kazakhstan <laughs> yeah. for the winter or something. I, I think that was a little story. more. I think that was a little more. I'm publicity. going with, with the under then. Under seven. Under seven. Also, what's up with all these coaches being fired? Literally this morning, Claude Julien uh, yeah. getting let go by the Bruins. Ten years in uh, Boston and got let go. So there's a couple of good coaches on the market now. That, Ken that, Hitchcock. That's a solid tenure, I think. Uh, you know. Ten, ten, ten year. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? Ten year. I said ten year. Like like you're a ten year tenure. A ten year tenure. Uh, yeah, that, that might lead some teams to fire their coaches and pick up one of those two uh, two hot coaches. So. Are you suggesting the Willie Sia? <laughs> yeah, get him out of here. So that, will that be come right on and say it. Don't that just does actually it. seem like the kind of investment that the uh, ornery ass Aquilinis may go ahead and do. Well, I mean, there if, is a, uh, there is a connection, Jim Benning with Boston. So you never know. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, what do you think the chances one of those big names lands in Vegas? I think Ken Hitchcock might land in Vegas. Hitchcock makes the most sense, yeah. I think. Yeah, he's a good coach. He seems like a coach that like, does it for like a few years, gets you really, gets you really well, good, and then you, and then he leaves. So it'd be perfect for like a expansion team. Get in, get in there, get them like playing pretty well. The old Mike Keenan, the old Mike Keenan, the old Jim Harbaugh. I see you get teary eyed there every time you mention. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Gentlemen, the uh, three stars of the week, uh, as per usual, pick one. Seb, the unpronounceable. Uh, Aho, Aho of the uh, Minnesota Wild. Oho. Oho. <laughs> Oho. Uh, Mikhail Granlund of the uh, Minnesota Wild and uh, Peter Budai of the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Who just allowed four goals on 13 shots. Yeah. Previous to <laughs> a dominating <laughs> week of shutouts. So I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Aho, Aho, Sebastian. More so because like you just said, Budai just got lit up. Michael Granlin scored all his goal against the Vancouver Canucks. Mm. Like, I could probably score against the Canucks. Yeah? Probably. At least one over a season. Yeah. So I'm going with Aho. Um, he, just because of that one sick game he had um, on the 31st of January, he had three goals and an assist, put on a show, um, and that was all in, like, 13 and a half minutes. So that was pretty cool. I'm going with, uh, with the rookie Aho. I think I'll also go... Go Aho, Oho. We can we can get Irfan to give us the official sports net yeah. pronunciation yep. later. Uh, the the, sure. uh, the, hur- the Hurricanes PR people actually have their own website yeah. with audio links for pronunciation. But you can't of you all can't you players. can't click his name. You can't click his name. <sighs> Try so right sad. now. He's 19 years old too. He is. I think he he had a, he he's got a. He, I thought it was Oho, so I was I that he has a sweet name. Oh, but huh. uh, he he also had a great week, not on a great team, yeah. which I think counts for a little something and uh and budai killed my fantasy week last week so i can't <laughs> take him yeah well just to be different i guess i'll go with granland Why uh he's already exceeded his previous season best uh goal total we're talking about uh the week yeah sure but i mean i'm just giving respect okay where it's due a guy respect. the guy you thought was on the guy you previous- thought was on the canucks he, i'm ago. not gonna lie i was like granland there's another granland <laughs> way to out me on air <laughs> I can stab you. Uh, 
Yeah. Violent. Violent. Yeah. That got a little dark there. Yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> cut that out. Don't cut it out. It, it depends what you're trying to cut out of his body. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take Peter Budai only for the sake of the fact that uh, he has been uh, the savior of my fantasy team uh, when uh, Jonathan Quick went out. Fair enough. You know, two shutouts in the last week. F- you know, four or five goal loss notwithstanding. He's still, I think, nobody's expected him to play as well as he has and, uh, this yeah. year. Yeah, keeping the Kings in playoff contention, so props. Yeah, When's Quick coming back? Relatively soon, I would think. It's in mid-March now. I thought it was soon, yeah. yeah. Of course, uh, if you like those picks, or if you don't like those picks, want to go to fansunite.com, uh, register, spend some units, uh, track your picks, compete with us, uh, let us know what you're thinking, uh, hit us up on the Twitter, at uh, fansunite, uh, or on facebook.com, facebook.com slash thefansunite. Hi, Kobe, thank you for licking my hand while I'm trying to talk <laughs> in the mic. Uh, gentlemen, any final words on this week's episode? Uh, things we need to know. Uh, Graham, where can we go to find out more about you and all the magical things that you do? You don't have anything to promote, do you? No. I don't have anything He's to promote. He's just here out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. I work at a local tech company. So if you uh, are a developer, not named John, looking for a job, then... Uh... Or named John. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't steal my developers. Please don't headhunt live on air. <laughs> How can they contact you? Uh, yeah, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, anything. Graham Moore, G-R-A-E-M-E. We'll put his personal cell phone number up uh, <laughs> in the podcast comments section. And uh, yeah, I work uh, work in the tech space and always looking looking for good people. Because we are also a tech podcast as well as a sports podcast. That's true. Very true. This has been another edition of the Fantasy Night Huddle brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play and everyone can win. Uh, Shouts out to everyone behind the scenes. Kobe hanging out in studio this week. Uh, JKP, the alchemist. Uh, Kanye East currently representing in London for the crew. Big up yourself, sir. And, uh, of course, want to shout out everyone in the uh, Fans Unite chat room. Want to shout out everyone that is, of course, wagering their units, signing up, and doing the damn thing. We appreciate your support as we try to grow and become the biggest and best goddamn social sports data site in the world. Uh, For those of you that have enjoyed our WWE stuff, of course, check out the blog. Uh, We've got something brand new from Richard Waterhouse, our Squared Circle Scribe, coming later on this week. And uh, maybe a little more UFC action as well. Uh, If there's stuff that you want to see on the blog, let us know. You know, we're about community. We want to hear from you. Email us. Come on. But uh, yeah, this has been episode 14 of the Fans Unite Huddle. Until next week, the stadium is closed.